Oh, it might help if I play the intro video. Tim Daniel. His name is Ben Brown and welcome to another edition of Late Night Reds here on the Riverfront. We are brought to you of course by our friends at SeatGeek. If you are say I don't know looking to get some tickets for uh, September 9th against the St. Louis Cardinals to hang out with us. SeatGeek is your place to go. You can get 20 bucks off your first order by using the code Riverfront. And you can come hang out with me and Ben and the crew while we watch the Reds hopefully beat up on the Cardinals. Uh, so, yeah, do that. We definitely yes. appreciate it. Yes, And absolutely. also, while we're also plugging things, because that's what we do here, I'm sure you've heard about it. We've talked about it quite a bit. But September 9th, 4 p.m. at the stretch at the Banks, Riverfront 500. 500 episodes of the Riverfront. And they said, Ooh. I guess we'll invite Tim and Ben on to come talk about how we <laughs> That could be dangerous. Hey, hey yeah, I was going to say. Watch the ah. steps. <laughs> yeah. But we're excited. I'm, I'm very, very pumped. I know it's going to be a really fun couple days to have everyone in town. I'm really excited. Hopefully still in the playoff hunt by then. Um, we're going to talk about that a little bit, a whole lot more. Ben, how was your weekend? Uh, my weekend was great. Started off uh, on Friday night. Actually, started off Thursday. Uh, my good friend Greg Neiman, who coaches at Lloyd, who uh, hosts the Bengal Show, their team uh, got a big win. I went over there and supported them Thursday night. It was it was really cool to see. Uh, and then Friday we traveled with the Bardstown, and our uh, team opened up, and we got a big win. So the weekend started off great. You know, been been running around a little bit. Uh, but it was good, man. Things were good. We just life. Life was good. We're just busy and and uh, you know volleyball, football, life from here until you know October. We just run it. Yeah, we uh we started Iris's first swim lessons this week, so we've. Uh, oh, you can do that. Yeah, man, and it's awesome. She is like, okay. I know we're gonna talk baseball. Don't worry. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in the the but How quick babies catch on to like, oh, I have to kick my feet to survive in water, was mind blowing. 
Get out of here. Yeah, it was cool, I, man. I I mean, I know I always knew babies would could flow, but I didn't I guess it's just natural instinct getting it. Hmm. Yeah. So it was great, man. It was awesome. Uh none of us had as great of a week as Sydney though, who came back from Walt Disney World today. Um, and was like, I'm back from Disney World. I'm gonna go to the Reds game. So, oh yeah, you know that's what we do, I guess, in these parts. Um, I'm dying to get back to Disney World, man. Dying to get back. Hey, that's uh, your, that's your one of your, that's your. Yeah, that's like my happy place. place. Yeah. It is <laughs> for sure. But we're happy to make the stretch our happy place. If you guys want to come hang out with us, uh, Saturday, September 9th at 4 p.m. for Riverfront 500. Yeah, would love to see you guys, man. Like it, it's it's exciting. I know I'm new to the show. I'm I'm three or four weeks in, but I'm excited to see people down there. I'm excited to to be a, a part of the show, and I'm excited to see all the people that that watch us every week and, and are part of our our late night Reds family. It'll it yeah. should be a fun time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, this weekend had some highs and lows. Uh, obviously, they go one and two against the Blue Jays. No one's gonna, no one's gonna fault anyone for you know not beating the Blue Jays at least two out of three times. They're yeah, pretty awesome. Um, yes. But th- there were some things that happened here. Let me go ahead and take down this stretch live thing. Um, we had Christian Carnacion Strand hitting the walk off on Friday night on Apple TV. Um, I gotta say, the more I watch the Apple TV broadcast, the more I like it. Uh, it's gotten way better than it was the first couple years. Yeah. Uh, so that was solid. Um, then uh, Saturday we have Ellie De La Cruz scoring on a triple th- throwing error. So it wasn't an inside the park home run, um, but it did give me one of my favorite tweets I've ever made of all time. So I'm very proud of that part where I said that because <laughs> everyone keeps ever keeps referencing Ellie for or being electric. And so, you know, he got he got in the home on a slide there. So uh, that is now when Ellie slides in the home, it is now the electric slide. There it is. So I'll, uh, don't worry. At a certain point, I'll get the sound bit of the boogie, woogie, woogie. Uh, <laughs> we'll on here and we'll not have listeners anymore after that, probably. Um, then also you know, in the ninth inning. So Noel Marte gets called up yesterday. Uh, sounds, he's going to be the everyday third baseman. Gets in late from Iowa, so doesn't play. In yesterday's yesterday evening's game, uh, but it was they had him come in, and he leads a double steal to kind of try to make a run and almost take in the series, which was cool. But mm-hmm. also probably should have been batting instead of Stuart Fairchild with the with the game on the line. Yeah, uh, yeah, then, I would agree with that. Then today, Hunter Green returns to the mound, and. Ouch. Wasn't very effective. And again, look, two months on the IL, and you come back and you pull it pitch against that team. That sucks, you know. That's yeah, I was going to say, yeah, that's a tough I, team I, to come I, back against. Yeah, I was going to say, man. I honestly and honestly, I mean, like you know, you want him to come back, but I would think um, strategy-wise, like there's there there has to be some kind of strategy where you're looking at it. And granted, I know you want to get him pitches, but but you you couldn't put it off like a day or two or or push it back like the Blue Jays is a heck of a way to come back after you haven't yeah. pitched in two months. Yeah, and look, he looked really good in Louisville. His stuff looked solid on his rehab outing. Uh, Nick Lodolo, 
uh, got transferred to AAA Louisville today for his rehab outing. Uh, so that's very nice. Um, but I think that, you know, in a series like this, you know, two of the three games were very competitive today, which is kind of a mixed bag of, you know, it's baseball. It happens, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it just so happens that it sucks that, um, it sucks that it was guys like, you know, how it sucks. Sorry. It sucks that the Cubs and Brewers also won these games this weekend too. Yeah. Where like the whole situation where they're in Texas and you're like, oh, they're going to the Rangers. They're for sure at least losing two out of three. Right. And they go and, you know, win that series. You're like, piss off. And right. then, uh, you know, you know, the Cubs are going to get wins against the freaking Royals, obviously. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, the Cubs didn't play very good there for about a week and a half. So it felt like there was a chance to kind of get in. Um, but, you know, it's it's baseball. It's the, you know, like we said, it's the Blue Jays. Bo Bichette just had to come back and uh, hit a home run today. You know, right. Is he like the weirdest looking dude in baseball? He's a strange looking dude. <laughs> His dad was a strange looking dude. Yeah. If you remember Dante Bichette, he, mm-hmm. he looked odd himself. Like, yeah, that, yeah. Dante Bichette was a weird looking dude. Dante Bichette was the precursor signing to Ken Griffey Jr. Yep. So I don't know if a lot of people remember Dante Bichette played the first half of the season on the 2000 sure Cincinnati Reds. Yep. He but sure he was did. Traded to the Red Sox? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah. Because Denny Nagel, I'll never forget the Denny Nagel to the Yankees trade. Drives me mm-hmm. crazy to this day. Do you remember who the Reds got in return in that trade? Oh, gosh. Um, you probably won't, and that's okay. I agree. Sorry, um, I don't. Former University of Michigan quarterback Drew Henson. Drew Henson. <laughs> that was a Jim oh, special. Man. Oh man, that was. <laughs> Who like I guess got a couple starts for the Dallas Cowboys? Didn't know this. He did. He did get a couple starts for the Dallas Cowboys. Shout out Immaculate Grid for all this information. Yeah. And and Jim Bowden is now an analyst. Yeah. So you can see where that went. Uh-huh. Yep. He had a stop in Washington there, though, before he was an analyst. So Yeah, still trash. Yeah. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> um, so the idea of this week's show, we're going to get into some news, is, and also got to shout out one of our Patreon members who made this amazing graphic for us. That's dope. <laughs> uh, shout out Mike Perry. So the Red System, after all these call-ups, everything that's happened this year, uh, are still ranked fifth overall. And I've talked to a couple people. Uh, Carrick Melvin is in the chat, uh, runs a great, great, great Facebook group. I mention it every time he's in here. Uh, we're kind of talking about the Reds, called the Reds Farm Report, where you can kind of see everything going on. Like he's reporting what's going on in the Arizona Cactus League. He's reporting everything going on. So you know every level what happened that night, which I really appreciate. It helps us out a lot. Um mm-hmm. Carrick was one of the guys I was like, I think five might just be a tad too high, not insulting the talent they have, but with all the graduations they've had to the big league roster. Um, but they're still managed to put something together. And uh, Nick crawl is still the Thanos of collecting prospects. <laughs> As you see by the scrap, Chad, Nate. All right. Look, when you guys edit this later uh, and you go to make the thumbnail, please make sure that this image from Mike Perry from the Riverfront Patreon uh, is going to be in the YouTube uh thumbnail we would really appreciate that um but yeah there's still guys coming uh i think they're probably for this point they're done uh carrick mentions yeah looks like Stuart fairchild is probably gonna be missing some time to uh after today uh michael siani looks like he's gonna be making the trip up and tj antone 
uh, apparently had an extension in his rehab. Vladimir Gutierrez got returned from his rehab assignment. So everything we reported last week, Ben, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Does not. Um, <laughs> I saw that, was it Lance McAllister was talking about? Um, I guess the rumor is, so Sydney asked about Rhett Louder, the Reds first round pick this year to Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. I guess because of how many innings he pitched this year, they're shutting him down for the season. And it sounds oh, like wow. he might be starting the season, starting next year in Double A Chattanooga. Is the rumor going around? Really? Yeah. Which for those like this isn't MLB the show's road to the show. You don't just start in Double A. That's not how this works. Like it's no, not not at all. You, know, you got to be pretty damn good to do that. So they must feel like he's uh he's got it going. Well, the hell, the Angels just called up the kid that they drafted this year, and he's playing yeah. the big league team already. Yeah. Yeah, so he must be he must have had some a lot of positives going uh to make that move that quick and for them to feel feel that sort of way to shut him down already. Uh, they must see, see something special in him to where they don't want to um I guess hinder his progress by throwing too many innings when they know he's gonna be uh, a pretty good pro- uh, prospect and and do a good job next year in double A, which usually when you make it to double A, if you have about five to six good starts that means you'll hit the triple a and um you know he could be another guy that bolsters uh, bolsters our pitching here in the next year year and a half or so yeah i think that's kind of the strength at this point now since you know obviously mclean ellie now noel these up it's going to be like mm-hmm. the connor phillips the um rent louders mm-hmm. you know those guys here um not that this guy's on that list but Brett Kennedy on a spot start Friday night. I know you were coaching yeah. a football game. Yeah. Um, so I know it was a little harder for you to kind of know what was going on. But man, really impressive. Really, really impressive for a guy who was like, hey, man, we're throwing you in there to start today. Just get as many outs as you can. Uh, by the way, it's the Blue Jays. Right. Who ha- who have, <laughs> I know they're down Boba Shep and he's coming back tomorrow, but uh, just do your best. And he was like, how's five shutout innings? They're like, that's yeah. great. That's great, man. We'll take it. Yeah. Uh, so that was pretty awesome. But, you know, I think yesterday's game was really, really fun. I think David Bell managed himself out of the game by having Nelvi Marte pinch run instead of bat with yeah. a chance to win it. Uh, but, you know, that happens, uh, especially with David Bell. Um, but there's a lot of things kind of going on with this roster now. And we're kind of getting to this stretch. They're, you know, they're still in the running, no matter how we mm-hmm. look at it. We know for sure they're not going to lose 100 games this year. I was at the Guardians game on Wednesday when they when they clinched that. Matt McClain hit a bomb that night. Yes, oh, he did. Mother of Lord. Uh, thanks yes. to me for those tickets, by the way. That was pretty great. Um, Sean and I went, and this is kind of oh, okay. Sydney. Sydney has one season ticket, so she has like one seat. Yeah, I somehow managed to find on the Reds website the seat right next to her for Sean. So. Wasn't oh, like they were like, dope. wasn't like I was here and he was there. So that kind of worked out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, this is kind of where you're in the nitty gritty now, right? Yeah. And so you're late August. Yep. Right. So things are getting fun. And now you have this West Coast road trip coming up against the Angels and the Arizona Diamondbacks and mm-hmm. the Giants, I think, are in there as well. Oh, boy. Here's the real question. 
we're we're dads who are old men who have full time jobs where we have to get mm-hmm. up in the morning. How many endings are we gonna watch live of this series? Oh, um, you know what? Uh, the only the Angel series I may be okay because it's a nine thirty eight. Um, the Giants I may get. I may get one, maybe two innings. Angels, I may get one or two. Um, yeah, but that's starting to that's starting to hit the bedtime there. So it it, it gets it gets a little hairy. Yeah. But uh the good thing is, well, I know we'll get to this, but uh that Angels third game, that that's an afternoon game. That's a four oh four oh seven start, which thank goodness. Thank goodness we can, you know. I'll have to watch it while game. I'm working, you know. Yeah, we can see the guy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, yeah, as uh, Sydney says here, future red uh, that will be going against that day. That's that's it, Sid. Hey, speaking into existence. <laughs> that's what she do. That's what she do. Um, <laughs> I really love Pat Magucci's comments tonight. Here, um, he's talking about. Um, he said his mom let him go to the stretch earlier. You were a couple weeks early, three weeks to be exact. I was going to um, say, yeah. And then he took Saquon Barkley with the first overall pick. Ben, you're a Giants fan. I'm sure you appreciate that. So, oh yeah, that's that's yeah. Yeah, he's playing for a, he's playing for a contract. He's going to be motivated. Yeah, for sure. And then he said he got stung by a bee today, and that little asshole got him. Well, I'm very very sorry about that portion. <laughs> hey, got to take your ups with your downs. You know what I mean? Yeah, got to take your ups with your downs. I, I I you know it's tough. Yeah, it's I feel Saquon like Saquon this... Barkley bee sting. You know. <laughs> I feel like this West Coast road trip could be make or break, and it's frightening at this point. No matter what, this is a successful year. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think that's yeah. I think that's where we can't lose sight. Like it, it is make or break for us to it, it in order to set our playoffs, but we can't lose sight of how successful this year has been. Whether regardless of what we do on the West Coast. Yeah. Um I do think, you know, the expectations have certainly changed with how competitive they've been and mm-hmm. they should. You know, Mm -hmm. they for sure should. Uh, Any team who has a run like this absolutely should. Um, You know, I don't think no matter how things shake out the rest of the year that it's a failure by any means. But Mm -hmm. I want to win, damn it. And I think the guys want to win. And I think that like anyone, you know, we're not getting into the front office thing, the trade deadline, any of that bullshit. We're not doing that again. No, we're not going through that. Okay. Yeah. We're we're at the end of August. It's been a month. Um, But I will I will say that. I think that I really believe this team thinks they can put something together. Um, we talked about this a little bit last week, but sounds like Jonathan India is progressing towards potentially being back on the roster after his mm-hmm. last out sitting. Okay. If Noel V. Marte is now in the big league roster and he's your everyday third baseman, mm-hmm. that means Ellie's your everyday shortstop. That means Matt mm-hmm. McClain's your everyday second baseman. First base, you're going between a Carnassian strand and Joey Votto. Spencer mm-hmm. Steers now playing left field basically every day. Uh, thankfully, taking at-bats away from Stuart Fairchild, who has not been very, very good. Um, where in the hell? Because even the days that one of those guys is not de- playing first base, they're DHing. DHing, yeah. You know, like, um, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Where in the world does Jonathan and India play? Right, I was going to say, I, you know, it, it, and unfortunately, it, it's it's tough, man. Because here's the, what I think is going to happen, and and it's going to be kind of that rotation thing, uh, where you'll have Marte, like when Marte's not playing, um, 
Elio go to third, McLean will go to shore, and then Indio will go to – they're going to have to do something. I, I don't yeah. know. It's too late to make a move. You can't – you know I mean? You can't trade him. You can't do whatever with him, and you definitely can't bench him. I mean, I think that – I think he's earned the right to play. Um but it's like you, you bring up Marte and now you're out of you're out of spaces. I mean, I you know yeah. you're out of spaces. So um, I'm not sure how they do it or or the way that they do it, but they're going to have to uh, try to rotate those guys in. But I hate I hate that I really do because the one thing about baseball is consistency. When mm. you're when you're on the field, you want to be in a. Now those guys are professionals. I'm not saying that they can't right. move. Ellie's played third a million times. He he knows what he's doing, but it's the consistency. It's that it's that every day knowing that you know McLean's on this side and Marte's on this side, and they're getting consistent reps with one another. So um, I hate when when you got to move guys around unless there's an injury or something happens. But um, you know if you think about some of the best like infields. And guys that have played, it's all guys that have played multiple years together that have that rhythm and that feel of being around one another. So uh, as much as I I love India and much as I love the other guys, like for now, it's probably going to have to be a rotation of guys. Um, And and as much as I don't like that because you're losing that consistency, um, I don't think they have another choice. I mean, you can't just say, all right, well, India is just going to ride the bench. I mean, you can't. Right. Can't do that, or you can't put Marte on the bench uh, because you just called him up. I mean, you got to see what the kid can do. So, I mean, you know what he can do, but getting major league at bats are important for him right now. So, yeah, I agree, and it's also I think the other thing to kind of point out here is yeah, we are getting towards the end of August, mm-hmm. which means we hit that point in September. September first, the rosters mm-hmm. expand. Yep. Uh, but it's not like it used to be. You know, it's not like you bring up fifteen guys anymore. Right. I think you right. get like yep. what. Four? Uh, I thought it was four. Three or, Three or I four. It was four. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah. yeah it's, not, uh, so, it's definitely different. Right. And so it's like, okay, so you know, India is probably one of those guys who's able to play. Uh, mm-hmm. Sydney brings in Jake Fraley, which we're going to talk about here in a second. Um, you know, Barrero, Senzel, are they guys that come back to the big league roster at that time? I would assume so. Have nothing set in stone as well. Um, I know right. Carrick is uh, pushing for the moon for Blake Dunn. Um, so, but, you know, he kind of mentions here since Chattanooga made the playoffs, probably we'll see Blake Don till that till that 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 runs over. All right. Uh, Sydney says it might be two. She might be right actually. People oh. know this stuff better than I do. Ooh. Oh, if it's two, then yeah, like that's yeah, probably yeah. Barrero in uh, India at that point. And, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pat McGooch brings up a good point. Would for sure love a starting quarter outfielder this offseason. Uh, I'm going to speak Lane Thomas into existence. Oh, gosh, bro. If, Bring if, him over. If we could pull that off, I mean, if we could pull that off, that would be that would be incredible. Yeah. That would be incredible. He's played so well this year. Dude, he's he's been awesome. He's been yeah. annoying when you have to play against him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, but if you're watching from afar, he's really good. Yeah. Really yeah, he's good. really fun to watch. Um. City brought up the point earlier. So Jake Fraley, uh, the report came out yesterday. Uh, he's going to need surgery on his toe, mm-hmm. but they said he was given the opportunity that he had the choice to say if he was going to try to come back and help the team out. Bro, you and I, big time mm-hmm. fans of former Cincinnati Reds baseball player and NFL Hall of Famer, uh, Deion Sanders. Yes. 
we know that he had a toe injury that basically ruined his career and also got part of his foot amputated not too long ago. Yep. Okay, we're not going to go that drastic here. I don't think this is that kind of situation. Um, but no, no, no. but Fraley was says that he you know he's going to give this a chance. But like, we're, here's one thing: like, great because the team definitely needs him, especially against right-handed pitching. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a he is a dis- destroyer of right-handed pitching. But you just talked about this like literally seconds ago about how the hell are they going to fit all these guys in with all these spots? Yeah. What you know, he can't not play, and right. he's you know, but like, you know, what's this look like? Is this a situation where? <laughs> You know, him and Will Benson against right-handed pitching, they both got to be in the lineup. Right. Uh, the, yeah, strength, I, the strength at the day off that day, and one of them DHs. Yeah. I I honestly, and, and this is just speaking from the injury perspective, um, I've I've had turf toe in both toes. <laughs> it's in, it's in, and it's a terrible pain. So he says he wants to come back and play. But man, like like it's it's a lot because it that that stuff is is super painful. Um, but as far as fitting in the roster, like like you said, I mean, against right-handed pitching, like he has to be on the lineup. So yeah. then, like, who who do you move out? Who do you sit? I mean, it's a gift and a curse, I guess. I mean, like it, it's a good problem to have. Yeah. But it's also like it's 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 almost lightweight, annoying. Like like. <laughs> You know, like, you know, I don't know. I, I just think that, I don't know. I, I just have a weird feeling that, like, you're you're going to lose something by trying to do everything, if that makes sense. Yeah. So. Yeah, it, it certainly makes it an interesting dynamic. Um, but, you know, this is also a team right now. They're four games out of first in this division. Mm-hmm. They are, what, like a half a game out of the wild card right now? Yeah, I think so. They're a game out of the wild card. Okay, so these Diamondbacks games mean a lot now. Yep. Um, City mentioned bringing back Jason Vossler. I do not like it. I will not speak of it. Um, <laughs> Matt Reynolds. Matt Reynolds has had a low-key pretty nice year in AAA Louisville. I don't know if people have seen the numbers. Yeah. They're pretty solid. Yeah, um, he's, been, he's been tough. Yeah, so he's been solid there. But, yeah, man, it's like, like I said, it's a great problem to have, but it's also like, you know, if this was beer league softball, we'd be set. You know, oh, yeah. Jake Fraley in right left center field, Will Benson in left center. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we'd have it covered, right? No doubt. But I don't. You know, it's certainly not the case. So it's going to be roster crunching at this point. Obviously, is very exciting uh, yeah. because of what this team has done. Um, they're two wins away from their over under at the beginning of the year, the sixty six and a half. So feel pretty good about yeah. them pulling off two more wins. I I, I like our chances there. Yeah, uh, I think we're but, gonna be all right. Yeah, so let's see. But let's you bring up, a, but you do bring up a great point though. Like, like the ups and downs of this season were completely unexpected because we expected more downs than ups. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you look at it. Now, like you said, we're four games out of first in the central, and we're a game back in the wild card. Like, I mean, who would have expected that? I mean, it's here we are at the end of August, and we're still 
competing for the playoffs, which is which is what we wanted, right? I mean, we wanted our yeah. team to be, you know, we we just wanted a shot at it, you know, and and that's where we're at. So good stuff. Yeah. I agree. Um, Luke Weaver got DFA'd finally. What was your uh, what was your what, were, what, were, what was your thought process there? I got a lot of like. I got a lot of DMs this week and mentions that they feel like people feel like the Reds probably could have won more games with Brett Kennedy in, in, in the place of Luke Weaver. And I'm not here to say that's true or false, right. but Brett Kennedy was also pitching for the Long Island Ducks yeah. before the Reds found him this year. So um, very high level independent league baseball, not insulting the Ducks by any means. No, but that's kind of a hard thing to say. Like, yeah, he yeah. looked really good against the Blue Jays. But I went down and watched him pitch the, uh, against the St. Saint Paul Saints, the Twins AAA affiliate, and he was not fooling anyone that day. So, <laughs> right, and uh, yeah, I, you, it's hard to say that you can play that game with a lot of people. Um, oh, we could play this guy instead of that guy. Uh, you know, it, it kind of is what it is. It's a trial and error. I mean, it. You know, um, Luke Weaver. I mean, he he did what he could. I mean, I you know it, this is what it was expected of him. So yeah, um, to say that all oh, we could have started this guy or that guy, you're not. I mean, that's not even like that's kind of a mute point at this point. You know what I mean? So what's happened needed to happen, and now you move on from it. Yeah, I loved what Chad and Chris Garber were talking about Thursday. I don't know if you caught the Friday Riverfront episode this week mm-hmm. where they were talking about Luke Weaver and niggas. Yeah. yeah, he's awful at the major league level. But he's still one of the best pitchers in the world. It's like, right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's true. Like, people are like, ah, oh, you know, so-and-so is terrible. I'm like, dude, you play Major League Baseball, you're not terrible. Like, you're right. you're winning at life. I mean, like, <laughs> you're, you're doing okay. <laughs> There's something Richard Jefferson said one time that always stuck with me. And it's something I always, like, put in context when I think about, like, when I want to, like, bash a professional athlete. Mm-hmm. And he said something on a podcast where he said, are you aware how good you have to be at basketball to suck in the NBA? Yeah. And that's kind of what I like put attire to Luke Weaver. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a, that, I mean, I think the NBA has only had like 20,000 players or something like that. Like it's, yeah. like it's, this isn't something where you just walk in, walk straight out of the YMCA. Like it's like baseball is the same thing. Like you, you are very good to even reach the professional level. That's just there's just better professionals. I mean, there's guys that do your job better than you do, but you still doesn't make you like as a whole. It doesn't make you bad. I mean, you're pretty good to make that level. So, you know, yeah. just other people. There are other people that are at that level that are better at that level. So, that's one of the things I always really enjoyed when uh, Carlos was working with us full time. Is you know obviously he pitched in the big leagues. He was in double. Mm-hmm. You know he was one of the guys that caught caught up from the double A straight to the big leagues. Yeah, and you know they always say like if you can play in double A, you can play in the majors. Like that's kind of like the bar, the yeah. talent level. And um, you know he was a guy who did really really well in double A. Did really really well to the point where he got called up from double A with the Padres, and things obviously didn't go the, his way in the majors, but. Dude, he made it, and like you know, it. that's kind of what we're talking about here. Is like you can be really, really good, a really, really good professional baseball player, and still yep. not be very good in major league baseball. And like, yep. it just yep. is what it is. And so, it is what it is. Um, also, got to give Luke Weaver props that he knew every time he took that ball, he was like, "I'm giving up six today." 
<laughs> Sheer confidence. Yeah, he's like, he's like, I'm going to throw my best stuff. There's some of my best stuff's going over in left field over the wall. Uh, yeah. Very true. But very, hey, man, true. I guess that two mil kind of kind of helps helps the pain a little bit. Hey, bro. Hey, absolutely, it does. Yeah. So I I kind of moved this around a little bit. I do want to talk real quick about uh, the Angel series. Obviously, they have, as I said, they have a date with the future goat this week. Yes. Um, but you know, fun series. You know, obviously the Angels always get dudes. We're going to see old friend Brandon Drury in this series. Mm-hmm. Good to see old buddy Brandon Drury. I'm sure there's other former Reds. Uh, this is a Zach Cozart bull. Uh, everyone remembers when Zach Cozart left the Reds after his all-star season. He signed with the Angels. And, uh, yes, he did. Nothing happened after that for the guy. Poor guy. Nope, that was it. Yeah. but uh, grand, grand opening, grand closing. That's right. <laughs> uh, Mike Moustakis, City brings up a good point, also playing for the Angels. So good to see him again. After we saw him in college with the Rockies earlier in the year, I was going to say, we are, yeah, we've already seen him once this year. Yeah. So tomorrow you got Graham Ashcraft against Lucas Giolotto. I love that pitching matchup. I think that's yeah. going to be a fun one. Uh, Tuesday you got Andrew Abbott versus Reed Detmers. So far I've been very wrong on Detmers. I thought Detmers was going to be this incredible major league pitcher. He might figure it out. Maybe if he gets like a team that wants to win. I don't know. Yeah. And then Wednesday. Brett Kennedy versus Shohei Otani. Ben, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. As long as he doesn't get the day off, which I'm sure he won't. We're going to get Joey Votto in the box against Shohei Otani. Oh, dude, that's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to get Ellie De La Cruz in the box against Shohei Otani. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's a, you know, I, that's why I said I'm happy that's a 407 start because I'll be awake. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so you, can, you. you know, yeah. I mean, that's gonna be that's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, I, I'm I'm interested to see a lot of our our young hitters get a crack at Shohei Atani because you know right now he's the best player in baseball. So it'll be you know it'll be a really cool to see you know McLean, Votto, De La Cruz, uh, like all those guys get a crack at Shohei and see see what they can do. So it's um, he's he's lights out on the mound. Oh, and also too, I mean, he's not a bad hitter either. So I mean, it's There's it's that. cool to see what he can do as well. Yeah, only what forty three home runs right now. Yeah, yeah, he's he's killing it. So, is he going to have fifty homers and two hundred strikeouts this year? Uh, ooh, that's a good question. Like, I mean, you know, I, I mean, I, unless they shut him, unless they shut him down as far as pitching, I don't know. Um, yeah, let me see what he's got going into today. I'm not curious. This is wonderful. So 43 homers. Yes. Um, he's, Wish you know, that he'll get that easy. Yeah, I, I mean, he's already wrapped up MVP. Yeah. So pitching this year in 22 starts at 130 innings. He currently has. Yeah, dude, he's got 165 strikeouts. Oh, he does? Yeah, he's oh man, 50 yeah. home runs and 200 strikeouts. That's insane. That's imagine, insane. Imagine being told that in 2015. Hey, this guy's gonna come over here, right? He's gonna be played both ways. He's gonna play with Mike Trout, and he's gonna be the better player. And he's and also Mike gonna sh- strike out 200 people and hit 50 home <laughs> runs. 
you'd be like, bro, that's that's like if no. Barry Bonds was a pitcher. Like, right. Could you imagine if Barry Bonds pitched and was a left-handed pitcher and had Randy Johnson's abilities? You're like, there you go, Shohei Itani. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Sure. Wow. <laughs> Carrick just asked this. I'm kind of curious. Odds of Bindia being a red next season, 30%. And you taking the over or under? I got to take the under. Um, uh, yeah. I uh, I personally, but if I have to make a guess here on uh, August 20th at 9.36 p.m., uh, the year of our Lord, 2023, um, I would think that Jonathan India's dad will not have to tape his son's games next year since he watches the Mets live, if you catch my drift. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I would have to say that yeah, I'm, I'm definitely taking the under. I'm definitely yeah. taking the under. Which bums me out. Um I'll root for him wherever he goes. You know, mm-hmm. I think he's he's been tremendous here. I got to meet him this year. Incredibly nice dude. Um really, really loves the city. You know, I don't fault him for being irritated with how his rehab was handled, uh, like we talked about last week. Yeah. So I think that this is just kind of where, how things worked out, but man, you know, rookie of the year. Yeah. And did everything he was asked to for the team. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm yeah, kind of I, excited. Yeah. I will, uh, yeah. I'll always be an India fan. I, I you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't take anything negative from, from this. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just kind of a run of, you know, it's just a run of young players and he's not old, but, you just got so many infield or somebody's the odd man out and it just happens to be him. But I think he'll, I think he'll go somewhere and have a lot of success and, uh, and hopefully he does. I mean, unless long, as long as it's not against the Reds, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm always going to root for the guy. That's what I said. Like Nick Senzel is going to be playing for the Cardinals next year. He's going to hit 275, 24 mm-hmm. home runs, 30 stolen bases. And we're going to be like all pissed. Yeah. Yep. We will be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably really far-fetched of me to put those numbers up particularly, but, (laughs) you know, I want the guy to do well. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so this is probably, this has come up quite a bit, particularly in the last week, so I want to kind of touch on this with you. Maybe we can make Mm -hmm. this, like, the big topic to wrap up tonight. But uh, President Chad this week put an article in Cincinnati Magazine talking about Joey and saying that he thinks the Reds should, in fact, bring him back next year. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to kind of talk about this because Mark Sheldon had a really good piece this week about how he's found ways to be effective. You know, you look at the batting average and you're like, oh, 201. First off, I give no shits about anyone's batting average. So do I was not say, ever like, bring that up to like, me. Like batting average has kind of became like obsolete, hasn't it? Like it's it's the mid-range jumper of baseball. Yeah, I was going to say like, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, yeah, it, it's a, uh, the batting average is kind of, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those stats that nobody even pays attention to anymore. Yeah. So, uh, this is after today's game, the first two stats, everything other than that, I got from the Mark Sheldon article that was written before the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is Joey's numbers right now, 470 slugging, 777 OPS to put in context. He's, uh, 27 points better than the average big league hitter. That's what the OPS mm-hmm. means. Here's his slugging against fastballs right now. Again, this is coming into the game. 765. So look, look, 735 against four seamers, 765 against sinkers, 867 against cutters, 
and 739 against pitches 95 miles plus. So the question now is, is obviously been going to this year, you know, should they, or should they not bring him back? And obviously the dumb, the easiest thing to say here is, yeah, I say bring him back. And if you can work something out, we're not paying him 25 mil for being to be 41 next year. Sure. Uh, but also, you know, if, I don't know if he's going to be one that goes for that. I'm sure he wants to be back. Uh, Carrick says here that he's a big Votto fan. He thinks he's earned every penny, uh, but he should not be back next season. Too many infield options. Respectfully, I disagree. Mm-hmm. I think this team responds to him. And I think the example he sets for them, I think that he's a guy that can still help this team win. I don't know if I want to, I mean, I'm not saying he should be the first everyday first baseman. I think Strand has been a really, really good defensive first baseman. Um, but I, you know, and obviously selfishly as a fan, I want to see him finish his career here. Um, but you know, obviously depending on the price, but I, I want to see him back. I want to, I want to see him in his career here. I want to see him break the franchise home run record. Uh, Mm -hmm. if he has a possibility next year, but I just want to figure out a way to like, I don't know. The jerseys obviously could be hung up. He's going to Cooperstown. So I, I think he's, I think he's, earned that right i yeah. I, I mean i know it's weird to say but i think he's earned that like I, I i think he's earned the right to be able to negotiate a contract to be able to stay and be able to uh great points and provide veteran leadership um and also too it's not like he's a detriment to the team like right like he is still producing he's still uh he still has a positive impact. He still has, has been positive for the game. The young players, uh, they love him. Like they, you know, he wants to be around them. He has not said one detrimental thing about the young players that he's been around. He's been nothing but positive. I think he's earned the right. If he wants to play here and be here, he's earned the right to do so. Whether that be DH, whether that be first base, now, like you said, I don't think he's going to be your everyday first baseman. I don't think he would expect to be the everyday first baseman. Um, I think that he he understands that he will have a different role, uh, and I think he's okay with that role. Um, I think his biggest thing is is that he knows that this team has the ability to be a championship caliber team with maybe three moves, maybe three. Two, uh, you get a, a two starters and two uh, middle relief guys that can to, that can help your bullpen. Your lineup is set. Your infield is set. Pretty much, I mean, I, like I said, maybe a corner outfielder, but your outfielders are, are are pretty much set. Like you've got guys there that you can win baseball games with. You're winning with them now, and and the rookies. I mean, yeah. they haven't even been through the grind of a. You know what I mean? A true like chase for a championship season. This this season kind of came by, by happenstance because they're just young guys that don't know any better. They're just playing baseball to have fun. You know, to go through a full offseason of okay, we are we are going to be championship caliber. But I think he's earned that right to be around that. And I think he's and I think that he would be nothing but beneficial um to be in that in that locker room with those guys every day. Uh, and he gets a full season. I mean, I, I you know, I, I think that that's truly beneficial for him, and I think he's earned that. I 
I'm with you. Um, look, I understand that there's, you know, how you're gonna play this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. I get it. I totally mm-hmm. get it. Um, but like, you know, he's got what 355 now, so he's 34 away from the franchise mm-hmm. record. Obviously, I want to see that. I'm not gonna, mm-hmm. you know, act like I'm not being selfish here. I definitely am. But you know, Sydney brings up the point. Veteran, veteran leadership is gonna be a big part. Uh, there's the DH obviously here now. That's the situation mm-hmm. we have there as well. Spencer Steer showing the ability to play left field. Oh, has been in left field in the lineup. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's it's had mixed reviews. Um, but I think that this is a situation where, you know, if you lose Joey Votto, let's let's just say they don't they can't work something out, they lose, you know, they pay the seven mil to buy him out, whatever. May happen, business happens. Mm-hmm. Who's the guy they look to? They, you know, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Tyler Stevenson, like, no, right. Well, that's know? the thing. Like, yeah, I, I mean, that lineup, that lineup still needs a veteran in it. They still yeah. need a veteran in it. Like, uh, like you said, it's not Tyler Stevenson. Um, it still needs a guy there every day uh, with those young guys. It, like, that's a great point, Tim. Like, I, I, I think, he is so valuable to what they are and what they want to be that I think that letting him go or not having him around, you lose some of that guidance and that and that leadership. So, I, I mean, just on that alone, I think it's you rework his deal, you do what you have to do, and I think he's earned that uh, to be here um, during next year's run. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I see Carrick is all up in arms. I don't know. You know, I don't care. Really, I don't. I'm so sick of like, well, these prospects got to get their at-bats. It's a fucking business for them, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we can't just play as the business card for it's Joey. Like, Devin Mezzarocco played behind Ryan Hannigan. We all knew he was a better hitter. Yep. Like, it happens. Uh, Ryan Hannigan was better for the veteran leadership for the rotation at the time. Mm-hmm. I love Devin, but... Um, that's just kind of what it is here. I agree. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap this week's episode up of late night reds brought to you by the riverfront. Uh, so thank you all for hanging out. We definitely appreciate it. Come hang out with us at the stretch September 9th at 4 PM. Yes, we'll please. Be there. Yeah. It's going to be Come a lot of fun. Us. Go to SeatGeek, use the code riverfront to get 20 bucks off and hang out with us at the game that day. I'm all for that as well. Um, Absolutely. Ben, always a pleasure. Absolutely. Hopefully we get to Otani on Wednesday. I wouldn't be, I'd be okay with the Joey Votto homer off of him. Oh, that'd be sweet. Yeah. That'd be sweet. But all right, dudes, everyone have a good one. We'll see you next week. Oh yeah. By the way, check out the Riverfront Bengals show this week as they preview the preseason game against the commanders for week three and also the Riverfront on Friday. Uh, recapping the Angels series, getting you ready for the Diamondbacks. Uh, Pat, always a pleasure. Carrick, Sydney, everybody for hanging out. We always appreciate your time. Take it easy, everybody.